Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present... MG's Rugby League Rundown. This is why we have waded through the muck of the regular season, MG, to get to this point where we can strap ourselves in for finals. How are you, big fella? I'm fantastic. And anytime you say you're going to strap yourself in, I get excited because uh, semifinals are here and round 25 is in the rear vision mirror. And I can tell you what, um, finals are this weekend and I can tell you now something will uh, happen. Something, something massive is going to happen. And I, I just, I know it's too, it's just, everything's kind of too calm, cool, collected at the moment. It's, it's as if, you know, you, you go out for a little body surf and the sun's out and it's, you know, you get, it's 35 degrees and an hour later, the clouds come over and the waves start dumping you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, 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 that's what I'm thinking is going to happen with these finals. I don't know what, but I can just, I just know that something is going to happen. Oh, this is, I mean, that's a hell of a tease for uh, when we when we, when we we tip the games of week one of finals uh, at the end. We got lots to get through first, but that is that is one hell of a tease. And, and I, look, when you look at that first week of finals, there are delicious matchups left, right and centre. And as you say, MG, there is potential for upsets across the board. But before we get to that, the big talking point today and over the last couple of days is about a team who's already on holidays. They're not playing finals. They uh, have been on a downhill spiral, downward spiral for the last five or so weeks, last couple of months, really, ever since that round 20 pride jersey sent a splinter through the Manly playing group. Uh, yep. Before, well, let's. I, I want to get your vibe on the whole situation from the start, MG. There's, there's Reedy, our man Reedy reporting of, questionnaires being sent to the playing group to gauge support for Des Hasler, the Trebojevic's v DCE. What, how do you read the situation? We got some audio from DCE and Tommy Turbo last night on Nine that we'll play in a moment. What's your yep. take on it? Something's wrong. <laughs> you don't have to be Einstein to work that out with Manly. Um, you know, I think I think the Jersey saga was the tipping point of something that's been underlining for a while. We're, we're starting to hear things now that we haven't heard from the Manly camp in previous time where through lockdown last year, we we're hearing that DCE had his own house. Uh, everyone else had to stay in their own joint. So prefer- preferential treatment's already starting to divide the camp, you would say. Um, I, I don't mind the captain getting his own joint. I, look, I, I, I just feel something's happening. You know, the, the Pride jersey was kind of the explosion. They've lost every game since. Very similar to the Dragons last year with Barbecue Gate. I, I see a lot of similarities between it. Um, there's calls that the team want Jake to be Jake Trebojevic to be captain instead of DCE. So looking from the outside in, it seems to be that DCE might be on the nose somewhat with some of the players. Um, that's unfounded. I'm just trying to get a gauge on what I'm reading. Um, there seems to be two factions at the club. One's obviously Des and he's, he's tribe. Um, and the other one's the Fultons who have a big um, name on the peninsula. So, mm. um, all I do know is that Scott Penn went on the record a couple of years back after I think it was the last time they paid a coach out, maybe Trent Barrett, and they said he will never do that again. Des has got one more year to go on his contract, um, which will um, maybe make Mr. Penn eat his own words. Who knows? But I do know that this survey that Rudy wrote about this morning, mm. all the players that had to submit answers, is kind of that is a little bizarre. 
That is a little bizarre. I don't know where it's come from that they have to fill out a survey on who they like as coach, who they like as um, assistant coaches. Uh, there's there's narrative from both sides that saying that it wasn't me, it wasn't me, but somebody's put the survey out. And um, if if Des is in, is in control of the football department, well, then it's his survey. Well, if it's not his survey, it's the other faction of Manly. So look, even me sat, talking now for the last minute is confusing. <laughs> imagine, if you, imagine if you're a Manly fan at the moment, because there's something going on, isn't there? You, get, you, you just know something's going on, and I don't think it's it's going to get worse before it gets better, you would you, you think. Let's have a listen. This is Tom Trebojevic, the star of the Manly Warringah Seagulls, and their captain, Daly Cherry Evans, sitting down with Channel 9's Danny Widler last night. Obviously been um, a bit surprised to see all of the press come out the last couple of days, and you know, considering you know the conversations I've had with some of the boys and... You know, Des and that, um, it is a bit surprising. Tommy, you're here for a reason. Um, you're obviously supporting your captain. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, obviously the club's going through a, a lot at the moment and as a playing group we all you know, stand by each other. Can you set the record straight then so the players are fully behind daily? Yeah, sure. You know, everyone knows that he's our captain. We want him as captain and, you know, we support him. Obviously when these things come to a head, you're never quite sure until you hear it from, you know, your teammates and stuff and... You know, the chats that I have had to Tom and Jake over the last couple of days, um, you know, we're all singing from the same book at the moment. Look, I, I actually don't know where the narratives are, are coming from. Interesting. Inter- mm. it, seemed, it seemed forced to mine. Mm. I watched it and uh, it seemed like they'd both been essentially told by the club or by, by, by somebody, hey, we need to quieten this stuff. Can you go and do this? Didn't seem like a, a player-led thing. Didn't feel like Tom and Daly got on the phone to Danny and said, "Hey, can we have a sit-down chat?" No, it wasn't galvanized. It wasn't a galvanization of the troops, was it? No. In fact, it, it, I didn't see it, but I just heard even even hearing it then was kind of uncomfortable because, you know, when you got to pull your trump card in, which is Tommy Trebojevic, if you're talking about Manly, he's their main man. Well, something's happened. Something's happened overnight, whether it's Des-led, whether it's the club-led, um, whether it's the pen-led. I'm not sure. Um, but I do know that something is amiss at the moment, and they need to fix it because seven losses in a row, whether you're Manly, whether you're South, whether you're Penrith, whether you're, whether you're the Roosters, whether you're Melbourne, um, has to have some explanation to your fans. This is a, t- this is a club that's not known for its um, overt airing of, of dirty laundry they're usually well really good at covering up stuff mm. and keeping it within this time i think the genie's out of the bottle the just looking it feels like daily cherry evans has been captain for forever but when you look back at how he became the captain of the club it's quite interesting because trent barrett gave him the gig and we remember the inglorious exit of trent barrett from that club and the relatively short stint that he was in charge DCE was a Trent Barrett appointment. Now I'm not really? saying that the players didn't. For him? Jamie Lyon. Ah, okay. Now I'm not okay. saying the players didn't support it at the time. This is just a little bit of you know looking back through the archives and and exploring Daly Cherry Evans' journey as the captain of this club. But when you consider that he was given the job or appointed to the role by a coach who had a very short tenure there, yeah. And look, there's been a changeover of, of, of names and other players on the list, but you, it's a question of, well, was he the right man and the best man? And, and has this new group arrived at, we need a, we need a different leadership 
you know, we need somebody else at the helm. Now, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's only an issue if DCE doesn't want to give up the captaincy. Mm. I mean, how did they appoint captains in your day? Was it a coach done thing coach. or did the playing group yeah, decide? Coach. No coach. Um, you know, back at, obviously back in school when you, kick, uh, you pick a class captain, the, the students vote. Mm. Um, and I think some clubs let the players have, have a say in it, but I think it's, it's the autonomy of the coach. Um, because you know everything rests and starts and stops with him, yeah, and I think look, there wasn't a word mentioned about the Manly side last year when they come on that streak and finished up fourth. Mm. It's amazing how the drums beat when you're losing games. <laughs> so they should, but they, so they should be. There's, and to take a, um, a, a a little word off their ex coach Tooves, um, there's got to be an investigation. And I think mm. will will Desby coach next year? I think he will be. I, 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 look, there's already there's already a book out that's saying that it's either going to be Billy Slater or Shane Flanagan as the Manly coach next year. Well, that's that's another left field scenario as well. But is Des for mine is one of them coaches who wants full autonomy. He wants to rule the roost. There was a talk about the last game they lost against the Bulldogs um, that he locked uh, Scott Penn out of the rooms, um, <laughs> wouldn't let him in. So. That's not a good. That's not Scott gonna, Penn that's standing not outside, break. going, "How do I not it's have a make, key?" I think I, I think I own this. This I, these, this, I, I this own joint. this What's door. How do I not have the key? Well, it was at uh, Homebush, so he didn't own. He doesn't own Homebush, so. <laughs> um, but still, still, Liam, it's um, uh, a couple of good mates of mine are really really avid Manly supporters and they they don't know what's going on. They, they want to know what's going on, but I, I said to them the same thing yesterday when I was speaking to them. I don't know. All all I can hear is what comes out in the rumours and in your window. And if you're going to believe that, well, mm. you know, it's no point. You halve it and then it's, you're closer to half. So I, I, closer I, to the truth. I, I, you can't – they have to – if they do decide to move on from Des Hasler – that is a move that you need to handle very carefully because this is a man who has brought a lot of success to your football club, and yeah, I don't you got to you got to manage that exit delicately if it is going to happen. Uh, well, look, here's the the upside for Manly: they got all the time in the world to sort it out because they're not playing finals, right. so they don't have to That's worry exactly about it. Right. Although, just yeah. quickly, MG, do you read much into the story? I think it was Buzz Rothfield reported it this morning that um, only half or or a significant portion of the Manly playing group didn't turn up to their little uh, soiree on Sunday, the catch up with the players? Oh, that's you, lead, you, you. That's everything. That's everything. I mean, you read everything into that. A team that's not united is a team that's going to fail. And all the good teams at the moment who are on top of the table um, are united as one. They go everywhere together. They, they bleed for each other. They, you know, they, they're on the same page. And um, again, back to the Jersey Gate. That's kind of where it was all division. You know, that's mm. that's where I think the club let themselves down by a not telling the players what they had in mind, and b then giving them the option the option to express themselves. You know, in a way that they wanted to, without getting it forced upon them. Um, what would have been worse? Would have... <clears throat> what would have been worse, in your opinion? These players not turning up to that Sunday f- f- booze up session. Or yep. if they turned up and there was a punch on, uh, a you think the players up. not turning if, up is worse? If no, I think a don't. Turn, I think that's better. I, I would rather a that I'd rather see, I'd rather see that than a punch up, right. uh, unless that was what they need. Get it out of the system, you know. Put him in an the, alleged punch uh, up. Him, I'm not saying the punch up the, would have happened. Like, I'm just saying. Put, you know, put him in at Four Pines Park. Give him some Four Pines beer. Lock the gates. Yeah. Settle all, it out. Take take. Take all um, sharp objects away from anyone and just let yeah. them punch it on. 
Yeah, no, boys, we're playing. They, <laughs> we're, they kind of seem that. They seem pride that jersey v non-pride jersey. Boys, go at it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's that's the that's the crux of it, isn't it? You seem to think that the the seven who refused to play, the, mm. the seven or the eight or nine or ten who wanted to play, haven't gotten over it. And you feel that the seven who didn't play haven't got the full support of the guys who wanted to play. So they are, they are as officially as, as recording this podcast at one o'clock on Tuesday. They are mm-hmm. a club divided, and it's still. It does, I don't imagine this Manasi Fanu situation helps them either. You've still got some avid supporters of that young man, and but he's well, such a such a such a, a kid who was so so much promise, so yeah. much. He was he was. That's why they let Coruscant go mainly. Mm. You know, they they three years ago, Corsi. I was told love to have him back. Well, that's the thing, you know. But you know, Fainu was their next, you know, big hope, and unfortunately for him, that's that's gone. Sorry, I've just got a call from Tim Sheen telling me to stop talking about uh, Appy Corsi going anywhere but the West Tigers next year. Okay. Um, hey, t- right. hey, t- hey, say hello for me. Hey, Timmy. Yep. Just interrupting here as well, boys. Oh, very producer quickly, Charlie. Welcome. We've got some news on Tail and May MG. Oh, from Penrith? Yep. From Penrith, yeah. He obviously had his incident in Maroochydore last year where he was mm-hmm. charged with a common assault and he has been suspended for two games and fined $7,500. However, the suspension is for next season, so he ah. won't miss any finals games. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll tell well, you what. Why is it here? for next year? Because they deem it as not – They, I mean, it was – You've seen the footage and stuff. There was, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. But if you're going <laughs> to suspend I, him, why why does it not apply for finals? Oh, that feels a bit lettuce leafy. Do you want to like know that? Lettuce. Is there a reason, yeah, Charles? The reason that they've said, they said that in, propose, in proposing the timing of the match suspension, the NRL considered a number of factors, including when the incident took place, the date at which the proceedings were finalised, and the impact of a match suspension at this time of year. So basically say they don't want him to miss a finals game. So they're yeah, saying that it's a two-game regular season suspension, not a two-game final suspension. Correct, yeah. Okay. So that is an acknowledgement by the game. This is interesting, the MG. This, this leads us. I'm going to pull at this thread for a moment because that would say the NRL is acknowledging that finals are worth more. Why don't suspensions carry that? Why don't that? you say that? Why, why don't, why don't for origin and... Exactly. They've, they've, yep. That is them admitting that finals count for more than the regular season because no, they weren't no, prepared shouldn't. to suspend Taylor and May. So when it comes to uh, judiciary incidents and for state of origin and finals, you should divide the penalty. You should halve the penalty potentially. Well, yeah. <laughs> we've, I think we've unearthed it. We've, this is, I mean, this is, we're going to take this all the way to the top producer, Charlie. We do. I think oh, there is drink. some different rules though for representative games currently. No, well, let's not get bogged down the details. <laughs> you don't want to get bogged down there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty isn't sure. A, isn't there four games of finals this weekend? Like, yeah. Isn't there something yeah, let's the talk. That we're, hey, we're missing? Okay. I'll tell you what. Well, before we get to the finals, because we do want to talk football, MJ, I'm just going to throw one theory at you. Scenario? And I'll yep, ask you theory? to hear me out. Will okay. you hear me out? Will you promise you'll hear of me course. out? I'll always hear you. Is this, is this another uh, movie with Chock Tops and, and no. <laughs> Yeah, it is, actually. Settle in. Get comfy. Uh, okay. Recline the chair. Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy, six-time NRL Dallium Coach of the Year. He's got a 70% win rate as the coach of the Melbourne Storm. 20 seasons in charge. He's been. He turned 63 in October. Three premierships, two others stripped. Five minor premierships. He's guided countless players from talented to superstars. He's potentially coached three immortals. Uh, and, and, you know, you talk about that if you're a competent player, Craig Bellamy can turn you into a rep-level player. 
mm-hmm. you know, th- he's done that number of times across the board. I mean, look at Nick Meaney and the and, and Remus Smith and these type of players. Has he gone on one year too long? Is the one year extension a mistake? And let me play you this piece of audio from 100% Footy last night where he spoke to Channel yep. Nine. Uh, yeah, I've, I know I've probably said it a few times before, Danny, but um, you know, I pretty much say uh, next year's going to be uh, I mean, last year. It's um, you know, I'm getting too old for this, and uh, the game has changed in a, in a lot of ways that um, you know, I'm probably not so used to or uh, not that fond of. Um, yeah, I'm, I suppose a little bit old school in some ways, but yeah, so I think um, by next in the next year, I'll be, uh, I would have had enough. Next year will be his 21st season in charge of the Melbourne Storm. And MG, you have got five kids. You know that 21st birthday parties inevitably end with some sort of mess. I'm worried that at the end of next season, there's going to be a big old mess at the Melbourne Storm and they're going to have a hell of a clean-up. Yeah. Look, I, 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 when, I, when he speaks, I listen right? because I think that everything he says is from the heart. There's no bullshit with him. Um, you know, he's one of them, as he said, old school and... I don't think it's an extra year. I think you know you got you got troops going down the next year. Tarek Sims is one that um, springs to mind who will play Origin against next year because he's he's going to Melbourne. Um, a lot a lot hinges on Cameron Munster's signature. Um, obviously Pappenhausen and Harry um, Grant are there as well, um, and Jerome Hughes. But you need some big boys up front, and you need some stability around the coaching ring. So the only person I could think about who could go there and probably do something similar to what Bellamy has achieved, well, not even close. You know, Bellamy's Bellamy's Bellamy. He's going to go down history as the best coach that's coached the game, I, I believe, just because of what he's done and how he's done it. A couple of hiccups along the way, which obviously will have a, a bit of a stain against all of Melbourne's names against mm-hmm. you know, the salary cap issues. But um, I just think that as far as what he does, turning... Uh, mud into gold um, is, is, is second to none. You know, he's he turns reserve graders into rep players and he's done it, for, you know. Billy Slater could be the man. Billy Slater could be the man to take take over from, from Craig For what Bellamy. it's worth, I I agree. I'm just proposing this as a – it just occurred to me on my drive to work today. I was like, what happens if this doesn't go well for the Storm next year? I mean, I was looking – I mean, Brandon Smith leaves, the Bromwich boys leave, Felice Kafusi leaves. Now, if you look at the team that they will still have, Harry Grant's still going to be there, Cam Munster will still be there next year. But if he signs to leave, if he signs a contract and last year is his final year, could it get messy? Maybe. you got Ryan Pappenhausen who – it's such prone. a shame, the question mark that he has around his health now. He should yep, have. I agree. But not only concussion, but the rest of his body, but he's a star of the competition when fit. Could be the best player in the game when he's fit. Christian Welt coming back from his second knee yeah. reconstruction. Justin Olam and Xavier Coates are stars, but they're outside backs. My, my, uh, just looking at ways that we, there is a path where, and, and with the teams, I'd looked at the top eight potentially for next year, and you, Panthers should be there, Roosters should be there, Sharks, Cowboys, Eels, Rabbitohs. Could we see improvement from some of those teams outside the eight? Maybe the Melbourne Storm miss finals, and we're sitting here next time, this time next year, going, "Ooh, that bellyache conversation that he had with Andrew Johns, where Joey said he still had more to offer the game. Could bellyache have gone out on top, on absolutely on top, instead of with a season final season without finals? Well, it's kind of unlikely that he's going to do it this year, with the team being outside the eight. Um, in fifth position, I, th- I don't mm. think they can win the comp this year. Um, next year could be the, the 
eggs in one basket, and he might do that. He might be the he might be building up for a crescendo. That's why he kind of, you know, you see things happening around Melbourne. Um, he said in that chat last night with the guys on uh, Channel Nine that you know he's he's old schooling a lot of things in the game. He's he's witnessing. He's not liking. Um, I can I'd say that's. I'd say that's a lot of heat going his way of late as well, yeah. that he's not liking. Um, he's, he's kind of a guy who tries to stay below the radar, but it's impossible when you are him. Um, and Melbourne are a story. Every time they play, they're a story. Every time they you know, they, they compete, they're a story because they're good, because they're a good <laughs> club. And he's, the, and he's been there since 2003. Um, and that's five years after they came in the comp. They've had one coach since. Hey, so listen I, to I, the... get, I get what you say. I get what you say. I really do. I, I think... I think there's merit in what you say about, you know, Craig. Well, I think they'll have a bit of a low patch once Bellamy goes. It depends who they get oh. in there, but who knows what Cameron Smith and Billy Slater might be doing in the next five years. Yeah. Jason Riles has been hanging around. Brett White's been doing Jason a lot of Rolls. assistant work. To, just, and I'll pass it on because this was just the thought that I had and I explored the theory from a numbers perspective. But listen to this. From, Belly, from the time Craig Bellamy took over until this year, this is their season. This is their ladder ending regular season results. Fifth, sixth, sixth, first, 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 fourth, wooden spoon when they were stripped of points in 2010. First, second, third, sixth, fourth, first, first, second, first, second, first, fifth. They haven't finished lower than sixth on the regular season ladder and they won three comps. It's insane how good yeah. they've been. I, I, what is it? There's, since 2014, they, it's the first time they've missed the top four since 2014. It is nuts. How good. They, they, that's the, that is the best sporting franchise for the last two decades in Australia. There's no argument. And, and I think the fact that they're out of sight, out of mind, it helps them. And these guys who are moving on, the Bromwich brothers, Kafusi, Brandon Smith, will mm. soon find out that being a, um, a big fish in a little pond is, is a lot better than being a, 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 the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> A little fish in a big pond. Which, there you go. I see. Which they are down in Melbourne. They are. They're little fish in big ponds because it's AFL. But as soon as you get a regularly yep. dominated town, these guys are going to be in the spotlight big time. Yeah. What's the rule especially of thumb? I always know what you mean, whether you say it right or not. I always know what you mean. All right. You're right, MG. We got finals to talk about. Let's. We got, we're going to drill down on the finals and some talking points around the finals as we get to them. But let's kick it off. Friday, Panthers, mm. Eels. At Penrith, as they deserve to be. Don't give me any of this rubbish about more fans. Panthers have earned the right to play their game at yep. home, I, I believe. Uh, but we get the, the Western Sydney derby we wanted, MG. Yeah, you know what? And how refreshing to see an interview yesterday from Dylan Brown um, on, I think it was NRL.com, when asked about Penrith. And he, he basically said, quote, I'm excited. Uh, they're the one team I want to play at this time of the finals. That's who I want to knock out first. And I say bravo, I say bravo, because when you talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. And you can imagine what Ivan Cleary's got around the dressing room when they go into the train today. Mm. Um, these statements in bold print, um, it's, it's, it's what, that's how the game evolves, it's how it operates, it's how the machinations move. In, you've got to have tribalism, and I love it. He knows that 70% of this crowd on um, Friday night are going to be against him. He's going to get a big boo when he goes out, but he's in sublime form. Along with Gutho, I think there's two others, uh, Cody Walker and Matt Burton this year, who have played every second of every game. So people ask why are Parramatta going so well. You don't have to look too far. Gutherson, their captain, has played every second, and they're 5'8", who is probably the most improved player in the competition, I would say. Um, 
uh, have played every second. And every with every game you play, you get more confident. And Dylan Brown's game last week against Melbourne showed it. He's got that strut, but he's got he's always had the strut. But this time the strut means something. This time the strut means that he's he's switched on. Um, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's uh, you know it's great to be doing that. Ironically, back against the the guy who five weeks ago got suspended because he lifted him in a tackle, Nathan Cleary. So Nathan Cleary is going to be out for atonement. He wants to make sure that he does everything he can. And I hope he doesn't try too hard early because five weeks out of the game, you're going to be a little bit rusty. Things are going to not gel as quick. It's going to probably take 20 minutes to get his feel of the game when he gets back into it. But I think in the end, look, Penrith and Parramatta in the last couple of years, Parramatta have had the wood on them as Parramatta have had the wood on Melbourne Storm. Um, so Parramatta are beaming with confidence. I said earlier in, on the podcast this year that this is their window. Their window is closing. Once this window closes, I believe that it's going to be another four or five years until they're in, in this same position again. Reid Marnie leaving. Reid Marnie, Papa Leahy leaving. Um, I'm not sure. Did Ryan Madison just re-sign, Charlie? For Ryan yeah, he did three-year deal. Three-year deal. Well, that's good news. Uh, Nathan Brown, I'm not sure about him. But, yeah, look, I think it's a, it's a combination with Parramatta. Sean Lane's coming into his own. and But Penrith, well, they've won 81% they've of their, their games for the last three years for a reason. They're good. They're a great team. Um, we spoke about Manly earlier about the, the divide. Well, that's the opposite with Penrith. They actually they can't get enough of each other. Um, they love each other as a, as a group. They're best mates. They've been together since under-15s, most, about eight of them. So they're all riding this way together you know, because they, they, they're realists, I think, too. They realise that this team isn't going to be together forever. Um, if they get in the top four again like they are, if they get in the grand final again like they probably will, uh, who's to say who will win it? But they're going to lose another couple of stars because the, the salary cap simply can't contain the the talent that, that this mm-hmm. in Penrith. So, excellent game. I cannot go past Penrith for a win, um, but I think it's going to be a, one of them 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 games that we're just going to go. What the f was that? That was insane. Um, and I think it's going to be a, a really really aggressive game. Junior this Paulo been... and Campbell Gillard have been the best forwards, Ooh, yeah. best front rowers in the competition in the last month. Um, and they dominate. So Fisher-Harris, Leota um, are going to have to have, have their A game on because they're coming for them. This has been the best regular season rivalry of the last two years. You're right. The games that have, it's delivered, regardless of positions on the ladder, it's helped that they've both been at the pointy end. But that we get to kick off the final series this year with this as the game. Um, mm. And I don't care <laughs> if it's not at um, Acor or if it's not at... Homebush oh, or whatever one, yeah. it is. I don't care. I love... And uh, Dominic Perrottet, this is your fault. If you'd spent the money and upgraded the grounds earlier... Well, it's probably yeah. not Dominic's fault. Who was no, in charge of Dom? Gladys. Mate, he's, Gladys. He's, he's, having eight, he's having 10 kids. Yes, this is a... <laughs> he's too busy with the bottles. He can't <laughs> yeah, fit them all money. in the ground. It's sold out. If he'd made the ground bigger, might have fit it in. Anyway, uh, Panthers, um, righto. Then we roll into Saturday. Mm. Storm, Raiders... Amy Park. Now, most people wow. would look at this and go, put the put it in the book, Melbourne Storm at home. Yeah. Raiders are good down there. Won their last four down there. An unbelievable stat. Won their last four in Melbourne. There can't the be another Raiders. team that has that record. No, there's no there's no fear factor. And that's dangerous. Especially a team that's just exploded into the eight from two weeks ago. We you you called it. You said they're they're gonna make the eight. I said no, the Broncos will. Um, so you, 
you, you saw something that I didn't see. I, I thought, you know, the drama with Ricky and it might have affected them, but they've done. It's done the opposite. They're, it's galvanised mm. them. And and we spoke about Paulo and Campbell Gillard in our last chat about Parramatta and Penrith. Well, right behind them, as the form front rowers in the competition, are Papa Leahy and Tarpany. They're just Tarpany's playing out of this world. He's the best front rower in the world at the moment, I reckon, along with Hargraves. If I was picking a world team, they'd be my front rowers. Um, so, yeah, look, this is another game that's just mouth-watering. Um, it's in Melbourne, Amy Park, that doesn't hold any fear for Canberra Raiders. But I just think I just think that Melbourne might be too strong around the Munster-esque type things, the, the, the little the Harry Grant. And I think it's going to be Harry Grant and Munster who rescue them. Um, but I think it's going to be like a grand final type atmosphere for for these guys, and and they're going to probably give as much as they can um, because Melbourne don't want to be out in the first first week of semis. It'd be it'd be it'd be unbelievable if they got knocked out. It'd be unbelievable. Um, I think the last times they've they've been beaten by the Raiders um, in finals it was a couple of years ago, maybe eighteen or something, and um, Canberra might have finished fourth. That was the year they went. I think that was nineteen when Canberra got to the grand final against the Roosters, wasn't it? Yes. They, Yep, yeah, I was in them. Crescent Head watching that on TV. I remember the moment, the whole, you know. Wasn't it um, Bateman who scored the try to get them to the grand final? Producer Charlie's it? all over this one. Jump in, Charles. I was at the game. I produced it for Triple M. There you John go. Bateman scored on the bell, I think, 78th minute. Dan yep. Ganane went crazy. And then we had a good night so out in Melbourne so after. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. You were there for three days and we had to put an APB out. Where's Charlie? Where's Charlie? Is Jerome Where's... Hughes going to play? Oh, he, I think he's got to. Well, I think he the has shoulder to. injury. This could be his last. This could be his last last game for, for the season. Of course, he's got to play. Uh, Even if he's ca- seventy five, eighty percent, he's got to play. I think the Raiders win. I think the Raiders go well, down that's, there. And that's why I spoke of earlier in this podcast. Something's going to happen, and I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to be surprised if Parramatta beat Penrith. I'm not going. The, the the powers that be are looking at these these four games, going ha ha. Did somebody just kiss our <laughs> bum and say there's another thousand bucks per minute or something like that? I just can't believe how lucky they are. Penrith Para, Melbourne Raiders, Sharks at home against oh. the Cowboys. And the mm-hmm. the final game, was, we'll get to it, but wow. Roosters and Rabbitohs in an elimination final? Come on. You can't oh, you couldn't have you couldn't have planned it better. Even you were planning the other week with the, when I was at the movies. Yes. It's nothing like this. But it was, uh, this is this is exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. This is exactly what you were talking about with the powers of B. They would be rubbing their hands. They're going, there is a God. Like me mm. in 91 in Origin when I got given a green light and I said, thank you, there thank is a you. football God. <laughs> I'm with you. I think Penrith win game one, but I'm going Raiders on, in, in yeah, game two. I've I just... I, I got no qualms about that. I'm, I'm actually – it's actually a toss of coin. The Bellamy yeah. factor gets me across the line for – this game, but I've got no. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put a bet on it. Put it that way. I'm not going to bet on Melbourne to win. I, I you, no. You know what you can bet on though. What? Chairs will be destroyed in one oh, of the coaches' yeah. box, and yep. I would say the bookies have probably closed the market on fines to be handed out in the post-match press conference. <laughs> so whoever the losing coach is going to cop a fine. The losing yeah, coach, think, uh, put it in the book. Whoever loses this game. Someone's copping a fine for comments in the post-match press conference. Well, you'd, potentially, <laughs> but these two love each other, those blokes. You know, Bellamy oh, not and, a, and it won't Stewart. be about the other no, coach. No, I know that. I, I know that. I, I don't think Ricky will. I don't think Ricky will after what he's been through the last month. And after listening to Bellamy last night on, on 
hundred percent footy. I don't think he's got it in him to. Mm-hmm. I think he will just. I think he'll regroup if if, if the scenarios are if if Canberra lose, he'll regroup and say, you know what, boys, I've got one more year with his. And there would be next year will be all about doing it for Bellyache. Um, as for, as for Raiders, well, how far can they go if they beat Melbourne? Can they go all the way? Can they can they keep giant killing? Of course they can. It is a siege mentality. We talk about Dylan Brown being the most improved player. Well, Hudson Young is right up his clacker. I would be taking him on the Corey Norman uh, star. The, the kangaroo, the kangaroo tour. I would be taking him away on that as a he could play back row, lock, five eight, centre, wing. He's such a utility. Mate, um, you've got to. They're going to have to get a second bus for this tour. You've been you've been plonking people yeah. on that tour bus. Well, well mate, <laughs> every day there's it. someone else pulling out uh, and going back to their heritage, <laughs> which is great. So I've got to find players. Like Matt Lodge could be touring. No, he can't. He can't. Why? Sean, would you have Sean Lane on the bus? Yeah. He'd terrorise him over there. Yeah. He'd terrorise him. Right. You're going to storm go. just. The, 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 the two teams in the grand final will have a big representation of players on the Aussie tour. As they should. Um, as, will, as will the prelim finalists as well. So, and as long as none of them pull an MG and lose their passport, he said with oh, inverted would, No, commas. that's only when you're going to play the World Club Challenge to do that. In, in dreary bloody Wigan. Oh, this is... This is the World Cup. You wouldn't be doing – you get five passports for this one in case you lost one of them. MG, no, you forge a passport. This. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the Olympics of rugby league. <laughs> okay. Saturday night, Shark Park. How good is it to see uh, like, two of these games being played at suburban grounds? It's awesome. Sharks get to host the Cowboys. This is another little prediction of mine that came true that I said the Sharkies would scrap in the second spot. The two most improved sides of the year, the two candidates, the the, the two blokes that should be candidates, um, the Quinella for coach of the year in Fitzgibbon and Peyton, um, close one, close run thing. Don't know where you, how you've seen it. Well, I know that there's, they're saying there's 11,000 at uh, Shark Park capacity. Well, I think they'll fit more in than that, probably 13, but still it's a uh, – look, just quickly on locking out the fans. I, I You know what? What's the point of busting your ass all year to try and get a home semi when all of a sudden they take it off you and this make you play at Homebush? You've earned the right to do it. Penrith and Parramatta have earned that right that first week to get a home semi, so let them have it. I wouldn't begrudge anyone having it. And I think the reason they're playing there, the fact that they are playing there, again, I don't know this game. I don't know. Cowboys haven't been, they're not the same team away as they are at home. I think they're about an eight to 10 point worst team away. And Cronulla, welcome back, Rudolph, Finucane, and Kennedy. Um, where they're going to play them, obviously they're in the team, but, you know, they're Sharks for mine, um, they've, where they, Cowboys finished, what, 15th last year? Now they finished third. I think the mm. last team was better than that was, uh, the, I read somewhere the other day, Roosters maybe, back in 15, and then they won the comp the year, or something like that. They, they finished 15th one year and come second, and they won the comp the next year. So, I, I think the Cowboys will be next year in the grand final. I think this year, unfortunately for them, I think they, they're the team that might go out in straight sets. Ooh. I think they're, they're the ones that might go bang, bang, because it's such a big, big advantage playing where they are, away from, you know, that's always dry in, in Townsville. They play a dry game. As soon as there is a bit of dew or a bit of cold weather, it's kind of like they're not used to that type of play, and it's, they've got to get used to it. They've got to, this is their, a lot of them their first time playing finals footy. So Chad Townsend's going to have a, a massive sane proceedings, but um, I think that over the next couple of years they're going to be a real powerhouse in our competition, the Cowboys, and but not this year. 
The Chad Townsend story is one of the more remarkable stories of 2022. It probably hasn't got the shine it deserves. This is a guy who a lot of people laughed at the contract that he that the Cowboys offered him, and everybody said, you're crazy not to take it. It's on good money, long-term deal, and now if you'd said, hey, you will be playing week one of finals against the Sharks – no one would have predicted that, let alone Chad Townsend. And he must be he must be pinching himself at, oh. at this Saturday night. It's going to I'm, be I'm gonna incredible. I put my hand up at the start of the year about the, the Cowboys and, and I had them coming last. And I apologize for that because you're a lot better team than that this year and you proved me wrong. And I love it when people prove me wrong because I'll take it on board and I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try and be better next time. Um, Chad Townsend, similar. I, I, I heard that there's 800000 or something like that he was getting paid to go to the Cowboys, when they already had drink water, they already had deed, and I'm thinking, why? Why? Clifford was well, now on I, the books at the time. Clifford, now I know why, Liam. <laughs> now I know because they've sometimes these big D bar, what are they called, B dubs, um, need a driver. They can cause a lot of destruction, but if you haven't got the right driver on board, well, they just go off the road and, and wreck carnage. So the, mm. the Cowboys have just had that orchestra at the top of the. He's, he's dias with the little stick going boom, 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 boom. Yep. Hardly gets tackled in a game. Everything he does is about what's on next, second, third play away. He's he's such a he's such a great organiser, is Chad Townsend. I watched him really closely this year. And with the likes of Nanai and Cotter um, on each side of him and man and Gilbert, he he has had a fantastic season. He's made he's a lot of them guys who 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 played Origin this year? Got to give him a big. Yes. You know, they they owe him something for Christmas because for, because of him. Um, I think their finals run will come to a bit of a a halt, but I think the Sharks will get them at home in in a really physical encounter. And um, but they're better for the run. They're going to be better for the run. They've got they've gotten where a lot of people, even themselves, even themselves coming fifteenth last year, their real expectations when they were doing their homework pre-season would have they had a big whiteboard up and they said okay. If we finish here, which is eighth spot, mm. we have f- gone unbelievable. Are we happy with that? No. If we finish here, which is top four, well, gee, oh, they finished third. <laughs> they finished third. So I don't know if that's going to be psychologically uh, a, a worry for them. That, that you know they've played Origin. A lot of them, six or seven players, have played Origin. They've come third. Now the now the hard stuff happens. Now everything they've done in the preseason, they've got to bring that out from within. But the Sharks have got someone similar as Todd Payton on the other side, and that's Fitzgibbon. Craig mm. Fitzgibbon apparently does half an hour of um, jujitsu. Jujitsu. He's on the mats. Every game. He's on the mats. He's doing some Feeling wrestling. It. Doing some rapping. So you know he's not leaving any stone unturned. And when the players see coaches like this, they love it. They just love it because they know that it means a lot to them. So Sharkies for mine again. I. I, I, looking at the four games, I don't think there's going to be any blowouts. I, I, no, I, I, I can't see a I can't see a flogging one way or the other. I'll be very very shocked if there is. I'll be very shocked if there is. Just quickly on Chad Townsend, uh, almost Cooper Cronkish. Yeah, almost yeah. Cooper Cronkish. The way he has, as you say, it's all been about organisation. And yeah. good if analogy. You're, and then you look at his his halves partner, a bloke who was reportedly <laughs> prepared to chop off an agate. Yeah, to, to get out there. I mean, you, you know. You need one, but by the way. You need one. <laughs> well, Lance Armstrong won seven Tour de Frances. Happened to my young bloke last year. He he, um, he had a ruptured testy and oh. he said the pain dad was like something I've never heard, never felt before. And 
he was supposed to go straight to hospital. Even, even did, and he sat in the press conference and played the rest of the game. That tells you how tough this kid is. Because my own bloke came home like he'd been, you know, needed needed in the nuts, but he got he got a head there, and it and the the, the it ruptured it. So like oh. a paintball, like a paintball. So he's got one. He's got one and a half now. The other thing as well, uh, you know, so if you're a Cowboys fan, yes, you've made top four. You should expect some success in the finals. You might not get us this year, but you've got a long-term coach, Todd Payton, who the, this playing group is clearly bought in on. you got yep. to, uh, Tommy Dearden there, who is a kid who is not only talented, but clearly has the desire to succeed. It's exciting times if you're a Cowboys And all those other players that have unearthed this year as well. Um, it's really exciting stuff. I love the fact that our man Wade Graham, is is oh. going to go hopefully on another deep finals run here. Thirty one years of age, he feels like he's been in the NRL since the nineteen hundreds. Uh, but this is just—he's one of the really good guys of rugby league, and I love that he gets the captain this side with the likes of. I'm really excited to see what Dale Finucan in particular and Nico Hines, the bloke who mm. I think will win the Dalie M, bring in finals for the Sharks. They bring that storm level-headedness experience. I'm I'm really excited. And I, I'm with you, MG. I think the Sharks will prove. I think that Finucan and and Hines experience will is what will get them over the line against the Cows. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Last one of the – I mean, amazing. Can you believe we get to start week one of finals with a Western Sydney derby between the two most entertaining teams from a regular season fixture point? And then we get to finish week one of the finals with this. The Roosters, Rabbitohs, the brand-new Allianz Stadium, Sunday afternoon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, sixth and seventh. Last week's 26 points to, what, 16? Um, Roosters beat the Rabbitohs. We'll just throw that out the window. That's gone. You can see last week that there wasn't, apart from Cam Murray being KO'd in the first second tackle, there wasn't that intensity that you usually see between these two because I, I think they had one eye on this week, um, and I think I think this is my upset of the round. This is my I think South's going to get them. I think I think with Murray and Cook both back and playing full games, the trail was one player I, th- I thought last week was keeping an eye on this week. Um, he's he's a big game player. No Joey Manu for. The, for the Roosters um, with that calf injury. That's a massive, massive out. Huge. He is their X factor in more ways than one. Um, I, I I just I just love these two teams, the way they've fought this year. They have fought they they have fought so hard to make it to the eight. The both teams look good, done and dusted halfway through the year. Both you put a line through both of them. Um, and then Latrell come back and all of a sudden they won six out of seven games. The the Roosters went through the year from hell last year and finished seventh with, with an injury toll that looked like a, a world war. Um, every one of their players had some sort of injury and they were playing with it and, and major injuries, three three knee constructions, a couple of concussions um, with friend and uh, Boyd Cordner retiring. So where they've come from, they're, they're just such a juggernaut of a club, the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. But I think I just, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm, I'm thinking they might reverse the roles this, this year. I know this, this happened I spoke to Anthony Minicello this morning on the Brecky Show, and um, he said that this happened. So I asked about would it be weird playing the last season game, and then you play in the first final. He said it happened about four, five or six years ago when the tables were turned. South won the last comp game of the year, then we beat them in the first semi. So it's happened before. Will it change? I, I think it's going to change. I, I just think there's, too, I think there's, there's so much riding on this game. It's a Sunday day. Oh, gee, I hope it's good weather. I so, mm-hmm. so hope it's good weather. Alex Johnson will continue his choice tri- scoring feats. Daniel Tupu is a big out as well with a groin injury. Um, there is some chat. Charlie, you might know 
a little bit more than me that he might be playing this Sunday, Daniel Tupu, because if he's in, that's a massive massive in. Um, but I suppose all teams uh, are announced today, but prelim teams, because you don't have to have your your top 17 until an hour before the game. So they'll, name, they'll both name 21 players, probably the 21 players that played last week. Um, but I've... Yeah, if, if I've got to make a bold statement in these final series, I think it's the Rabbitohs to to overcome the Roosters. Jeez, it's going to be a good pack, uh, battle of the packs too. Because when you look at it, I mean, Matthew Lodge, what a mid-season big up he's proved to be for the Roosters. He's close to the bye of the year. Close uh, to the bye of the year. And then when you got Jared Warrior Hargroves and what he's done this year, I believe he might be carrying an injury cloud into this one as well. But yeah, Crichton, Butcher, Takiyaha, and then on the side, you got Murray, Arrow, Kalamatangi, Burgess, Havili, Tatola. Or well, Havili won't be there. Cook will be back there. But Tatola uh, has had come from nowhere to be a uh, bowler for the, for the World Cup. He's, been, he's a bowler. Just put another carriage on the bus or yeah, whatever I mean, you put on the bus. I'm, so taking, 60, go... I'm taking 60 players with me. <laughs> then we're going on a Kentucky tour after it. I'm going to be their host. It is going to be. This is a belter, and I think we, we talked about Todd Payton and, and Craig Fitzgibbon. The people of Redfern can't be any happy with Jason Demetrio. This is you. They were expecting a, a lull after the departure of Wayne Bennett and Adam yep. Reynolds and all the stuff that happened during the year with Ilias. Jason Demetrio has delivered them finals football. Yeah, he has, and and he that's that would have been a prerequisite. I would have said um, at the start of the season. We're losing our inspirational captain. There's going to be a bit of a lull, but expect us to come back at the end of the season and fight our way into the eight, and they have. So it's a big, it's a big pass mark for mine. Even though they made the grand final last year, a lot of things have happened. When you lose the one of the best you know, coaches that have ever coached our game as a mentor, um, when you have your, your best player out with a hamstring injury for eight weeks, which was Luttrell, um, things weren't going their way mid-season, and they look like they're in a bit of a funk, but they fought their way out of it in true Rabideau fashion. And oh, I think this is going to be a brutal game. I think out of the four games, I think the opening 10 minutes of this game is going to be the most brutal. Uh, I, I, I think this is going to be, you can't, you, you, if you're going to, if you go to the fridge to grab a beer or a glass of wine uh, as, <laughs> as kickoff starts, re- reverse. Sit back down the lounge for 10 minutes and watch because um, you don't want to miss it. Just wait till half time. All right, there it is. Yeah, well, let's go. just, let's recap quickly. MG believing there'll be no blowouts. He's got the Panthers to beat the Eels. He's got the Storm to beat the Raiders. Just, it's the only one we disagree on. Mm-hmm. Sharks to beat the Cowboys. And we're both thinking the Bunnies will get it over the Roosters. And I think you're right, MG. I think I think if we look back to Latrell Mitchell's comments in that game when he first came back from the Bunnies and then ruled himself out in New South Wales after the match, I think that's the moment. Yeah that'll lead to the win in this game. I think he, he knows he owes the bunnies. He knows he owes the money they invested in him to go over to the U.S. and do everything that he did. I think you'll see that paid in full Sunday at Allianz Stadium. Yep, I agree. I and I, I can't wait. I, I've only got a few of these left um, because obviously the competition is nearing its end. Mm-hmm. But what a fascinating season it's been. I've, oh. I've been wrapped with the footy. Obviously, the, the game that's... Outside of the game, off field, there's, it keeps the game, the game buzzing and buzzing. But the product, you know, there's a couple of chinks to the armor I would make, and I would, you know, just subtle changes I would like to make to the competition. But that's not for this podcast. That's for another yeah. time. I'll, I'll, I just love the way these blokes just keep getting up. Um, and this, these four games on this weekend, I will not miss one minute of any game. I'll be there with my seatbelt on in my little rocking chair, not missing a thing, so I don't fall out. And loving it, bring it. <laughs> 
I love it. Hey, enjoy the week one of finals ahead. Going to be a fantastic advertisement for the game at Rugby League, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream.